We're live. Well, good evening. I hope everybody's doing well. We have a couple people joining us here tonight at First Church, and we are going to be getting into the book of Acts. So we're just going to kind of work our way through the book. We're going to start reading, and we're going to give comment and commentary, and we will take any of your questions that may come up. And, and at points, your questions don't even really need to be about Acts, do they? No, not at all. <laughs> so you can send your questions in. We'll be able to pick them up on Facebook. And then we'll work on answering those the next week. Um, we're also going to take a few prayer requests and um, then open up in prayer. But um, we're going to tonight is going to be a little bit of a overview, and we'll kind of talk about that a little bit. And then we're just going to kind of dive right into Acts chapter one, verse one, and we'll just kind of roll from there. What do you Sounds think? Sounds good. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and open up in prayer. But during our time, please send in your prayer requests because we're going to close in prayer, and we want to be praying for the needs that are out there, and um, and also any praises that you might have, please send those as well. But let's go ahead and open up in prayer, and we'll get started. So Heavenly Father God, we are thankful for this time that you've given us to be together and to be with you. Father, thank you for loving us, and I thank you for blessing us more than we could ever imagine. And Father, I pray, and I just ask you that you allow our eyes and hearts to be open to continually see what you're doing around us and father that we also follow your lead into the things that you would have us to be involved with and the things that you would have us do but father we lift up this bible study to you and i ask that you just allow your holy spirit to move within us to give us the eyes to see and the ears to hear and father those things that may come across across our minds as far as questions that we may ask and uh, father may we just learn and allow what you would have us to learn from this book to just saturate our hearts so that we continually pursue it is what it is that you have for us and we ask these things in jesus name amen amen so overview of acts i thought we'd do something a little fun okay <laughs> called the facts of acts <laughs> the facts of acts what do you think about that right i like that. the facts of acts so what we'll do is kind of go through and just kind of give an overview and different things that that um, phil and i know about the book and which i'm sure we were going to get to it'll be talking points it'll be discussion points but just different things about the book of acts to kind of get us up to speed on what we're going to be getting into so the book of acts was written by luke luke yes first fact second fact um, it's, it's like a sequel to the gospels, right? You know, it, imagine yeah. going from John straight to Romans and Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Who's Paul? Who's Paul? Right. Right. Okay. So we learned about Paul. Yeah. So we learned about Paul and that was actually my fact. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, but a fact about, another fact about Acts is this is where we see the church yeah. forming. Right. 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 So, um, uh, Peter, we're going to get into that. Oh yeah, Peter. Peter is going to really stand up and lay it out as far as what is happening, what has happened with Christ, and that the church is beginning. Yes, this is where we see Pentecost. This exactly it's where we see Pentecost and understanding yeah. what that is, um, as well as getting a, another fact is to really we're going to grasp a better understanding of who this comforter is oh yes the holy spirit yes exactly who this comforter is who the holy spirit is and how he moves within the church to further establish the church 
right. in the book of Acts. Yeah, it's, a, it's history. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Old Testament, there is history as well. A lot more. It's a little more condensed in the New Testament. But it is important history because it is a segue, like I said, between the Gospels and the Epistles. But if you just read it through as boring history, you may not get much out of it. Mm. But when you read it as looking for things like the Holy Spirit, right? what Paul did, what Peter did, mm-hmm. when you see those things and you're looking for those things, it really gives a lot more meaning to the book. It does. Um, another fact, we're going to talk a lot about miracles. Oh, yes. Yes. A lot about miracles. How they, how they um, come into being, how, um, what um, people's responses are to them. Um, a lot of uh, what we'll learn also is their, their purpose. Right. Because their purpose is, is many-fold. It's not just the, the immediate um, healing, for example. It's not just immediate healing, but the ripple effect from that miracle. And hmm. so it gives us a better understanding of what we even see or could see and will be seeing today. Mm-hmm for what God uses miracles for. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that because I did want to get into that when we get to the miracles because in, in many ways, I mean, it's so much different the time now as compared to when Acts was written and when it was taking place. Mm-hmm. We got technology, we got, we're across the entire world, but the spiritual aspect of what was going on in Acts, I'm seeing a lot in our day and age Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that. But yeah. um, I think that it opens up the door for us to, if we study Acts, we might be able to see that sort of thing, what I'm talking about. Right. And we'll be able to relate to it as we go through exactly. the study. Exactly. Um, another fact, um, missionary journeys. Mm-hmm. So we'll see um, the church being um, birthed, for lack of a better term, but we'll see the church being birthed around in... Europe. Yes, yes. Church is established, right? Yes, yes. Church is established. Um, Paul traveling, Paul and Barnabas, Paul and John Mark. Yep. Um, seeing some of those things. Forgiveness. We will see forgiveness. Yeah. That, we? I tell you, if you come out of this and not feel like God can forgive you for anything, then you need to read it again yeah. because it's in there. Yeah. That's a good point. It's it's in there. Oh, it is. It is tremendous. Want to just jump right to that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know it's tempting, isn't it? It is. There's a lot of great stuff. I'm really excited about doing this. Um, something. Anything else um, that you think of, Phil? Yeah, there's a there's a thing in here, and I think it's in Acts chapter 23 mm-hmm. when we get to it. Um, when I first started out in ministry, it was one of those things that I need a sermon, God. I think it was like my third week of being a pastor. And he gave me this message. And it just so happened that that day there was another pastor who, with a lot of experience that was visiting her parents who went to the church that I um, okay. was pastoring. My third week, okay? She said, oh my goodness, I have never read that passage like that. And she goes, you have a gift. And I'm like, I just came up with this. God gave it to me last night, you know. So I'll talk about that when we get to it in Acts chapter 3, but it's a good story. I've shared it before. People may have heard it before, but. That's fantastic. Well, we have a lot to get into, a lot to go through. Is is there anything else before we jump in? 
Uh, I'm sure there is, but I'm not thinking of it right now. Okay. Um, All righty. I think it's interesting to um, that God's leading us to start with Acts um, because it is the the beginning, the birth of the church, and and um, and as far as we are concerned, we're moving into a, a we are in and moving into a really unique time, and um, so there's a lot of new. Yeah, there's a lot of new, and and the Lord has a lot of new in store for us, and uh, so we're going to kind of get right back to the very beginning of it all, and and get into seeing what God's got to share for us. I want to say one more thing. I, yeah. I don't want to just take this for granted. Some people might not know this. This is the time immediately after the death and resurrection of Jesus, 40 days after. Right. Um, well, actually, I guess, yeah, 40 days, mm -hmm. 43 days is where it really begins. 43 yeah. days after the death, mm -hmm. right? After the death, yeah, of Jesus. So um, 40 days after the resurrection, 43 days after the death, and then seven days before Pentecost. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, too, and one of the things we mentioned that it was written by Luke. Luke was a physician. Yeah. And, and so it, in reading Luke's gospel, too, you, you begin to see the time that they spent with Christ through the eyes of a physician, one that is um, analytical, mm -hmm. um, seeks to understand how things are working. And not only that, but how it connects to something else. Doctors look at things that way. Right, if right. this happens and you're, we're dealing with this situation, well, that's going to affect this, which is going to affect that. And, and two, that, that's, it's neat to think along those lines that the body of Christ is coming together mm -hmm. in Acts, being written from a perspective of a physician. Right. So we're going to see the... Um, through this, we'll see the inner workings of the body coming together and, and functioning as one as we, as we take a look at this. You know, one more thing, and I think this is kind of important too. This is where we really start to see the Gentiles were called to be saved by Christ as well. Oh, yeah. You know, and we take that for granted now as Gentiles, not Jews, um, but from a Jewish perspective, this is huge. Because they're the God's chosen people, and now all of a sudden, God's given this salvation to the Gentiles as well. And we'll get into that. Yeah, and it is a real shift in here. Yeah, it yeah. is. So It is. Okay, but I'm ready now. Praise, praise the Lord, because that's us. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right? Okay, Acts. Acts chapter 1. I'm going to read the first couple verses, and then we'll just get, get a chance to talk about some things, because um, I know that, that we've got some stuff to share right as we get into all of this. But... Um, Acts chapter 1, verse 1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day that he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles that he had chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. Kind of like some of the stuff we see today. Yeah. Right, as yeah. followers of Christ and all, there, there's still that. The, though Luke is talking about, there's things that 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 we were shown to prove that God is alive, that He is in control, that, and we see these things today. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, there's a shift in our mindsets that we have to stop looking at certain things 
because those shadow what we should be looking at. Mm-hmm. And, and to see, mm-hmm. um, that's one of the things that I really enjoy about, about our church is that there's so much encouragement in talking about, um, we could call them God sightings, we can call them um, several different things, but we see the Lord at work and we give him open credit for those things, mm-hmm. which is vital. Um, but then as others hear what we're saying, then they begin to see the same. Yes. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. Right. Right. So, yeah. but it is, it's one of those things that, you know, here we're talking about something um, thousands of years ago, but it's the same principles that are in, in action today. After his suffering, talking about Jesus, he showed himself to these men uh, and gave them convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my, that my father had promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of information. Yeah. A lot of information in right there. And, and the, one of the things, too, that um, the, the disciples had to, to do right at the outset is, is to wait. Mm-hmm. Is to wait. And so this is what we're talking about. They, they were in the upper room, mm-hmm. right, in the upper room. And, and in that, um, oftentimes we think our waiting is simply sitting, doing nothing. And, and that's not the case. No. That waiting, that this waiting was, um, here was to have a active heart anticipation of what had been promised. And right. so in their gathering in, in the upper room, it was a time of fasting. It was a time of praying. It was a time of worshiping. And that was their waiting. Wow. Never thought of it that way, but that's true. It, it, it really so it's their waiting. It is. It, it's their waiting, and so it's even, you know, there's there's different things that that the Lord is is doing in our in in our lives individually. Um, it can be in our lives corporately that the Lord is bringing about, and so there feels like this season of pause. So we just kind of, you know, do we sit on our hands and just yeah, you know, wait? We're just going to wait. You know, you know, almost picture as a kid, you know, when my parents would say, we're going to go to an amusement park, you know, we're going to, <laughs> we're going to leave in, you know, a half an hour. And I'm like, oh my gracious, what am I going to do? I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. But, you know, during that 30 minutes, that half an hour, really what they're saying is, you know, go ahead and get ready to go. Right. You know, it, but so there's a, there's an action, honestly, there's an action or an activity. I'll put it that way. There's an activity in the waiting that opens the doors for further relationship and preparation for what God is bringing. And that prayer and that fasting and that worship is a preparatory time for our hearts to be prepared mm. for what God is bringing so that we, are, we recognize it and can engage it at that time. So what you're saying is this man who was a great prophet, among other things, a great pastor, a great teacher, tells them to wait for what has been promised. Yes. And this is how they wait. And that's how they wait. And this is how we should wait. Mm-hmm. 
Very good. It, it really is. It, it's one of those things that um, we, we have to remove that um, secular mm -hmm. idea of what waiting is and embrace what we're taught waiting is mm. in the scriptures. And, and it's a, a time of pause, yes, but it's a time of concentrated interaction through these spiritual disciplines mm -hmm. to prepare our hearts for what God is bringing to us. Mm. That's good. It is good. Very good. It's, uh, that reaches the point of conviction. Yes, it does. <laughs> Doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. It because, does. you know, we, we, we understand that, that we, we're in a time, we're in a time of waiting. Right. We are. Definitely. You know, we really are. Yeah. And, and so then, so then what are we turning to? Are we turning to just what, what society or the secular world might look at as far as waiting or, or are we moving to a heart of prayer, which, which I've been super encouraged by because there's been so many people that, that I've spoken to, whether, you know, it's church members or, or others that, um, there's a draw to be on our knees in yeah. prayer. I saw something today on Facebook that said, are you posting more or praying more? Mm. And wow, that was like, that's conviction. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had a couple of people even talk to me. I, one particular today that was, that was talking to me about fasting mm. and that, you know, Hey, they've been, been fasting for a few days. And, um, and it's just, it's really encouraging to see that, that this time that we're, we we're being drawn into those, spiritual disciplines um, that we're allowing God to prepare our hearts for what he's bringing, what he's coming, mm. for, for what's coming. Um, so it goes on here um, in verse 5. Jesus, well, verse, verse 4, Jesus says, um, uh, talking about the, the gift that my father had promised, which I've spoken, and they've, the disciples have heard mm -hmm. Jesus speak about. So the Holy Spirit, but he says, um, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So what does that mean? I'm sure they didn't know at the time. <laughs> you know, that's exactly, though no, they had no they idea, had no what, idea that what that meant. No, no. Yeah, and, and when we say that to someone who doesn't know, mm -hmm. they're going to say the same thing. Well, what's that mean? Right. What's it mean to be baptized with the Holy Spirit? Because... You know, you can ask two different people and get two different answers, too. Exactly. Depending sure on the type of person you ask. And I shouldn't say type of person. I mean, depending on their beliefs. Yeah, the beliefs that they have. Yeah. Right. Um, there are some that believe that being baptized by the Holy Spirit happens to you when you are saved. But the moment you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart mm -hmm. and you are saved, that you are baptized with the Holy Spirit at right. that point. Then there are some that say that is when you are saved, but baptism of the Holy Spirit comes later. And they say it's it's evidenced by speaking in tongues, which, you know, we'll talk about that later. But right, okay. Um, so, who's right? Who's wrong? Or are they both right? I think they're both right. Yeah. In, in some regard, they're both right. I, I agree. And with I, that. I really believe that. And I've got to be cautious in saying this, but I believe it can be different based on how God interacts with that person. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't tell you you've been baptized by the Holy Spirit, that's something between you and God that you'll know yeah. when God does it for you. I can't say, oh, I saw you speak in tongues, so you're baptized by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I don't know that. You're right. You know, I do. that I is between you and God. When well, God didn't make us to be mediums to go between, there's right. one mediator 
that's and that right. is Jesus Christ. That's right. So that's my two cents on that. But no, but I, I mean, I love your point when, you know, because here, here are the disciples and they hear this, you know, you'll be baptized by the Holy Spirit. And they're like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So really what it does is even at this point, there is a sense of faith and trust that the disciples still are extending towards Christ. Mm. Yes. And, and, and I, that's, that's one of the key things that, that we can pick up on is that there are different things because each one of us in a relationship with the Lord, um, the Lord uh, develops our relationship, um, each of our relationships uniquely. Mm -hmm. that, that's part of the, the uniqueness. That's part of the, um, the creation. Not, none, of, none of us look alike. None of us you know, are the same. Mm -hmm. you know, so, so the Lord really celebrates our uniqueness in many, many ways. And, and developing our relationship vertically with the Lord is one of those ways. So one of the focuses here, a lot of times we get caught up with, okay, baptized with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? And all of a sudden the, the denominational lines can pop up mm -hmm. and, and be drawn. And all of a sudden everything starts getting separated and in, in those type of things, but but here, even even in Luke writing this in the outset of Acts, is is to put yourself in the disciples' shoes and go, you know what? They didn't know what that meant. And I'm sure that if we could ask them, they we might get eleven different answers of what it meant. <laughs> could very well, you know. I, I don't know. Could very it's hard well. to tell. Um, and I certainly don't want to add to the Bible, but we don't know. And, and you're right to put yourself in their shoes. I'm trying to think of when I heard it for the first time. I really said, okay, what's that mean? I was actually thinking, like, physically with water. Right. But there is evidence of it in your life when it does happen. It, the change begins. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, they're, they're, they're looking at this baptized... Okay, I understand baptize, being baptized with water. They saw that happen. Yeah. So they, there was something that they could relate to. Well, then they're using the same word, baptized with water, or baptized with the Spirit. That means in some sense or some form or fashion, I'm going to get covered mm -hmm. Yeah. with this comforter, with this Holy Spirit that's going to be sent. And so um, you, know, you can even see there how it would add to the waiting, to that anticipation of the Holy Spirit coming and coming upon them so that they would understand more so what this meant when it happened. For seven days they waited. I know. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the faith because imagine being told something great is going to happen. Most people are going to want to see it right away. But to wait seven days and each day not knowing for sure, is it going to happen today? Is it going to happen today? Mm -hmm. You know, we could go back to the fact that they're Jewish and, and they may have recognized that the time of Pentecost or Shavuot was coming up and mm, yeah. they could have maybe said, okay, maybe it'll happen on this day. But we don't know that. But still, it took faith to wait. It takes faith for us to be patient and wait. Right. And, and so often we want details. And you know what? I, I, I'm as guilty. Mm -hmm. um, you know, something great's going to happen. So what? When? Yeah. What's it going to look like? How do I be prepared? You know, all of the, and that's a natural response, honestly, for, for us to, to want to know as much information as possible so we can be as prepared as possible. But at, at one, at, at points, it really just, as God is growing our, deepening our relationship with Him, He is growing our faith. And, and at times that means to just 
believe. Just believe. And, right. and know that what God is doing is going to be good and that He's not doing it to catch us off guard. Right. You know, because right. what He's doing, He wants us to be involved. And so, you know, there's this continual cultivation of relationship um, between us and the Lord. And, uh, and so that's, I think that's a really good picture right there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll get further into the, the Holy Spirit and, and the, the baptism and, and those type of things down the line. But I think even right now, we understand that this piece of the puzzle is coming later in Acts. But to really look at it through their lenses at that moment in time and just go, look, okay, this is going to be something that we're going to exercise our faith on and it's going to be good and we'll be ready for it. Absolutely. You mind if I take this next verse? No, no, go ahead. So this is verse six. So then, so when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, I read that for years and years and just read right by it. And oh yeah, real nice, you know. Do you realize what they were asking? We could take yeah, this go ahead. two different ways, okay. Physically and spiritually. I'm going to stop. start with the physical. Okay. In the physical, if we go back to the book of First Kings, Second Kings, I can't remember exactly which one, there was a civil war mm -hmm. between the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, right. where we get Jews from Judah. Anyway, yeah. Israel was taken into captivity by the Assyrians. Judah was taken into captivity by the Babylonians. Seventy years later, Judah comes back, reestablishes Jerusalem, the book of Nehemiah, the book of Ezra. Israel never comes back. They were scattered. Yeah. And Jesus even made mention of it in the book of John. He goes, I have come for the house or for the sheep of the house of the lost sheep of the house of Israel. When he's talking to the Syrophoenician woman. And here now they're saying, Oh, we're going to be reunited with our brethren from Israel. We're long gone. Mm -hmm. So that's the physical. In the spiritual, it's the end. It's bringing everybody together into heaven mm. and establishing Israel, God's chosen people, all of us. Yeah. They still had to go get the Gentiles. They didn't know that yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Piece so of that's the why they didn't know. Right. They didn't know that. <laughs> right. So in the spiritual, it's it's the end. It's the time of being with the Lord forever, dwelling mm. with him forever. But I love his answer. Yeah. It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. That's important. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So let's stop there and talk about that. <laughs> okay. that's, that's a lot right there. It is. It is. Yeah. So... This is kind of important, I think. And you, you stop me if you think I'm wrong. You think? <laughs> I think yeah. yeah, I think it's important too. No, I mean, Jesus in, it just yes. finished up saying, you know where I'm going. I do, it's great. In Matthew 28, yep. 19, 20, all authority has been given to me by my Father. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and lo, I'm with you till the very end of the age. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And now he's saying that you are not to know the times of that the Father has set by his own authority. So is it two authorities? Mm. <laughs> I don't mean to put you on the spot. No. Um, 
what I believe is the authority that was given to Jesus was given to us. Correct. And Jesus told us this too. At one point he said, no one knows the day nor the hour, but the Father, not even the Son knows the day or the hour. Right. Okay, and again, we're talking about the end. No one knows that. That's the Father's authority. He didn't give that part to the Son, so the Son didn't give it to us. Mm-hmm. So we are not to know that time. That's essentially what they're asking. Is this the end? Right. And they're saying, he's saying, it's not for you to know. So don't try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I really think that at that point, I, and, and, and this, this gives a, a great example of the, the righteousness of who God is mm-hmm. and that it keeps us from being or being tempted, I'll put it that way, from being tempted to be these, these arrogant individuals mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. think we have the right to know everything because you know since <laughs> yes. Je- right yes since, since god or jesus since jesus has given me all the authority that was given to him well then you know what god you need to tell me what's going on and and right here is a, is a clear delineation of, yeah. Yeah. of god going you know what there is a righteousness there is a holiness of who i am that keeps me well, this is why i'm god yeah and you're not exactly and and there's a, a point where where in in our acceptance of that is is a humbled heart that even more so which is which is interesting the more humble we allow ourselves to be the more authority and flow of the holy spirit comes through us to make the impact that god desires from us yes yes so let me give you an example mm-hmm. if my son were to say, Dad, I'm taking over your job. Like, you can't do it, son. You go be a cop. I'm not going to try to do your job. You can't do it. You can't do my job. Yeah. I have come to this point in my career where you just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I would be very upset that he tried to take it over. Yeah. That's my authority, son. And here's your authority. I'm allowing you to go out and make mm-hmm. disciples of all nations and start in Jerusalem, then in Judea and Samaria till the very ends of the earth. Yeah. 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 So it, it is. It, it's a it's a, a clear picture of of Jesus letting us know that that God has all right and authority yeah. to establish this. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, Jesus goes on to say, "But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes right. upon you." You yes. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. this is this, but here's what you're getting. Right. But you know, verse eight also is a further explanation of verse five. So he's like, he's almost giving them a piece of the puzzle for them to understand what this baptism is. Right, right. So when the Holy Spirit comes upon right. you, then with that is power. Right. And which is part of what we talked about in the Facts of Acts. That yeah, facts as, of acts. as we get into the book, you know, we'll, we'll see that power in motion. Right. Um, but when you receive, when you receive, um, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. So... Even even that right there ties the power that we receive from the Holy Spirit should translate into being witnesses. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So <clears throat> you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. And then he starts showing the, the ripple effect. The ripple effect, right? Right. Boom. 
out from the, from the center of Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. Beautiful. It is, isn't it? It is. It is. So we're able to see even um, where the disciples at the beginning were kind of, you know, there, you could see the question go, okay, so what does it mean to be baptized by the Holy Spirit? And then as we move through so far, we're, we're seeing Jesus kind of explain that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, then you, you'll receive power. And then that's right. going to result in you being my witnesses throughout the earth. Right, right. So he's really setting the stage, which prepares them as Jews to understand Gentiles are on the horizon. Right, exactly. Yep. Very cool. He's putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Yes, he is. And in, as we go further through Acts, you know, another fact of Acts, um, they do start out just in Judea, or in Jerusalem, I'm sorry. Just in Jerusalem. And then it starts to spread into Judea and Samaria. And then Paul starts to take it to the ends of the earth. Right. But our responsibility still, too, is to take it. I believe, this is a little testimony here where I went wrong years ago. <laughs> you know, I was starting to walk closer with God. I was understanding things. Really heard God speaking to me. I tried to go out worldwide right away. There you go. And I fell on my face. <laughs> God, some, God will have a start small, and he tells us, never forsake small beginnings. That's right. Then branch out, and more and more. And as you grow with him, he gives you more authority, more power to go out, because you can handle it. Mm -hmm. You know, like my son, for example, when he was starting to crawl, I didn't pick him up and say, walk, go run a marathon. You know, he can't do that right. when he's just crawling. Right. Okay, he had to crawl. That's the Jerusalem. Then he walked. That's the Judea and Samaria. And, now he's in Cleveland, mm -hmm. the ends of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. I, I do, absolutely. And it's one of the things, too, you know, you, you had mentioned the, the scripture that talks about, you know, don't forsake small beginnings. And yeah. it's one of the things, too, that um, that means don't, and, and I, I know I'm just repeating this, but it, it's, it says don't forsake small beginnings. So don't forsake small beginnings. No matter where God takes you, don't, mm -hmm. don't turn your back on where he's had you right oh yeah and and that True. that keeps um that keeps the connectivity that keeps relationship um that it, it just it does so many so many different things and and, and we'll even see that through the book of acts because mm -hmm, we talked about mm -hmm. missionary journeys mm -hmm. and and so paul paul didn't just go throughout the the world and and plant churches never to be heard from again right right and, and that's an, apost an, uh, an apostolic um, move, mm -hmm. really. Um, and so it is, it's one of those things to where, where the Lord allows you to begin and start, then, then keep open to that connectivity. Mm -hmm. you know, and it can be someone that, for example, if they were to start a Sunday school class and then they move to... Um, pastor in the church or you know whatever it may be it's it's, it's one of those things to to always stay focused yeah i'm laughing because i started out as a sunday school teacher <laughs> and then i was a youth group leader and then a pastor i don't know what you'd call me now but <laughs> well moving right along <laughs> yeah don't answer that <laughs> yeah well, trust me sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you not at all. No, it, but it, but you get the point. I get the point. You yes. know, and, and that's a lot of what 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 Jesus is is reiterating here um, from what he said 
mean, don't forsake small beginnings. Yeah. yeah. And and so just moving on from there. So I mean, we're and we're going to watch in Acts. We're going to go from twelve, twelve guys, disciples, mm -hmm. to the to, ends of, to the ends of the world. Right. Yeah. I know. It's it really neat to see. And we still talk about them today. <laughs> I know. Amazing, isn't yeah. it? Amazing. Um, so verse 9, after this, after he had said this, speaking of Jesus, uh, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky. As he was, as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way that you have seen him go into heaven. Which is what he told us in Matthew 24. And that, you know, I don't want to get off track, but that's, that's important. <clears throat> We're coming to the days where people are going to say, hey, I know where Jesus is, or I've seen Jesus. We even had a prophet, well, he's not really a prophet, a prophet for prophet, say that Jesus Christ would appear with him on stage. You don't hear about him anymore. You know, and it's not because he's older and retired either. But anyway, you're not going to see Jesus just suddenly appear. He's not going to walk in our church on Sunday. Okay. And it's not because he's over across the street or somewhere else. He's just not going to, yeah. that's not the way he's going to come back. It'll be in the cloud. Right. It, it, it tells us right here. Yeah. I, you know, it's, this it's is really... the second time too that we're told this. So it is. It's not like it was just one and done. This is the second time we've heard now that he'll come back in the clouds. And it's in two. This comes from, this comes from a testimony of the two men dressed in white. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Jesus said it before, mm -hmm. and now there's testimony from two or three. That's right. right? Every testimony is confirmed by the witness of two or more. Exactly, and that's that's what we have here. Um, so <clears throat> it's neat to. Oftentimes, I try to. Um, put myself in these situations mm. and just kind of whether I sit there and I close my eyes and I just try to picture in my head or, or mm -hmm. what, but what would I be doing in this moment? And, and I find myself being in awe one, yeah. you know, just uh, of that. And, and if, if you can think about, wow, you know, I've just been, Jesus has just downloaded all of this stuff onto the disciples. The Holy Spirit is coming. You're going to receive power. You're going to be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Two guys in white show up, and Jesus starts going up. <laughs> what? What's next? What is, what is going on? You know, what's, what is happening here? And, and so if you... You try to remove the the knowledge if you can, you know, the knowledge that you have that we've learned in the scriptures, and just put yourself in that moment of mm -hmm. time. Um, and and oftentimes I go to the point of man, anything, anything can happen. Yeah. And so I I really try to carry that into the day, the day to my day to day life, and just look at it and go, you know what, God can do anything at any moment. Am I open for it? You know what? That's a very good point. Because if you're not, he'll either find someone else who is. Oh, man. Or yeah. you'll miss it. Okay? He may still do it, but you might miss it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's important to be open to what God is doing. Exactly. Now, don't open yourself up to deceit. That It takes a strong connection with God mm -hmm. to be open to that. 
and and we'll get into some of that yes, in Acts we will. too. We will, yes. Which is which is just as important to keep us between the lines or between the ditches. Yeah, right? on that narrow path. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it but to be open, you know, yes. and, and to really but to be open and not close it out completely. Right. Exactly. And 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 in Acts, we're going to read um, we're going to read a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna um, uh, go through a lot of testimonies of of situations and circumstances in people's lives, and so we'll have a lot of opportunities to actually just kind of inject ourselves into these stories and picture yourself. You know, if you were there, how what would you have thought? How would you have acted or reacted? And and as those type things begin to happen more so in our lives around us today, we're more. Um, open for them. We see them we'll, we'll, and, and we'll see them more, mm-hmm. um, but it'll further prepare us for when God shows up in a unique way mm-hmm. to more embrace it rather yeah. than, I'm not so sure about this. Yeah. What happened to these guys? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's very good. Mm-hmm. We need to keep that in mind. I, I think so too. But your point, Phil, about, um, reading and understanding just right here in this passage of of the return of Christ. Mm-hmm. This is what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And there's there can be a lot of chatter mm-hmm. coming at us from a lot of different um, people or angles. Um, but what does the Bible say? Right. So that's a great point. Right. Great point. All right. Well, are, if we're getting uh, close to our time. Yeah. We wanna... Yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, we'll kind of um, let's pull the reins back. Yeah. Right there. Um, so we'll get back. To, we'll be back together next week. Um, Acts chapter one, verse 12. But I just want to take a couple minutes. If anyone has any prayer requests, did you see if any came, came through? I didn't came see through? any yet, but let me look again here. Okay. I know that we have um, just to kind of reiterate some of the requests that we have um, through church. Um, the family of, of Linda Dowling is one. Um, that we had talked about uh, to be praying for them as she has passed away. Um, also, um, uh, praise for um, Melissa Shalcross's dad. Oh yeah, um, Bill is is back home. So praise the Lord for that. Awesome to see. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it is. Um, just so thankful for that. Um, but we have uh, others and, and many other families that are that are dealing with um, um, loss and grief. Um, it just it weighs just ways it does so be praying for them most certainly did you see anything else that came through phil i did not okay well let's go ahead and pray and we'll pray for those people um pray for all of of, of everybody who was able to um, be with us and attend with us tonight and just thank the lord for that and uh, then we'll look forward to seeing everybody next week yeah sounds great okay do you want to close us sure please? absolutely great thanks heavenly father we thank you lord for sending your spirit upon us tonight to be with us to guide us in our teaching and in our learning. Mm. And Father, thank you for the audience on Facebook as well. And we pray that they were able to learn as well. And we'll be able to teach others as well from what they've learned. Father, as we gather here, we just are so grateful for the possibilities that you've made. It's almost as if, Lord, you you knew the pandemic was coming, so you made it possible for us to be closer, even though we're further apart. And we're so grateful for all you've done for this church and other churches and our communities all the way across the world. And fathers, we gather tonight, we wanna just give you thanks 
for Bill Shulk or Bill um, Winland. Bill Winland. Bill Winland for his recovery. Father, we're just so grateful that he is going to be okay. We pray that you continue to keep him strong, continue to heal him, continue to strengthen him day by day. And Father, we're just asking you to be with Linda Dowling's family and other families, Lord, who have recently suffered losses of loved ones, whether it be from COVID or whatever it may be. Lord, there's just been so much death that we've seen in the last few weeks, and it's it's weighty, as Ian said, it's weighty. And Lord, we just, we give it to you because we can't carry it. And we know that you can. And we, we give you this burden. We give you all of our burdens to carry for us. Because Lord, when we try to carry them, it just weighs us down. And we know that you want to carry them and we give them to you now. And we reach out to you from wherever we are in this church or watching on Facebook. We just give our burdens over to you and ask you to take them from us. Lord, continue to guide us as we gather each week to study the book of Acts. So much that we can learn, so much we've already learned just tonight. And Lord, we owe it all to you because we couldn't teach nor could we learn without the guidance of your Holy Spirit. You're so great to us in so many ways and we thank you. So we ask you now, Lord, to bless everyone who is, has either watched or will watch the recording of this show or hears it on a podcast. We just thank you, Lord, and pray that you'll bless each person for taking time to watch or listen to this. So be with us as we go home. Be with us until we come together again. And until then, we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Phil. Um, so next week, we'll be back uh, here with uh, Acts chapter 1, uh, starting verse 12. And um, if you have any questions, anything that, that we have made comment on that you have questions about, please feel free to send it. Or if you just have questions about something else, just send it in to us and just post it on our Facebook page. And we'll um, grab a hold of them and tackle yeah. those and get back with you and be able to share whatever it is that the answer was, was going to be. So, all right. All anything right. else? We good? Yeah, I think we're good. That's great, man. I hope you guys have a great week. God bless. And we'll see you again next Wednesday.